Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode 118, and I just want to say that we got some listener feedback last week when I tried to say that we almost lined up the episode number with the date, that apparently 11 only goes at the front of the date in America, and we're Canadian. Well, guess what, buddy? We are trying to appeal to that large market, so sometimes we're going to say things that appeal to American listeners, like this whole spiel, very much appealing to our American listeners. My name is Justin Morrison, and with me, as always, is... Uh, Stefan Heck, and I'm in America right now, so I think that should count for something. Yeah. And I'm John Cullen, right? and I have something to say to that guy. <laughs> Fuck you, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, Don't fucking tell me how to run my show. Yeah, I just wanted to put the date in a way that would be uh, recognizable to Stefan. Because I didn't want him to think, oh, we're suddenly back in July? 11-7? Well, you know what I do is I just I say the name of the month like a normal person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. I only ever say the number. It's yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really... Yeah, exactly. I- is that one of the like? Is that one of the most pretentious things that you could? Should we you should introduce our guest so we can get in on this conversation. Yeah, absolutely, we have a great guest today. One of Vancouver's most treasured and beloved comedians, Charlie Demers, is with us. Charlie, thank you so much for being here. And I discovered America. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you discovered. That's why we had him on the show. He's like, I'm only coming on here if you do the dates American wise because yeah. I discovered it and invented it. Yeah, that's why 9/11 and not. Eleven nine. Yep. Yeah. True. Nine eleven is way catchier than eleven. Eleven nine is catchier. The right phrase to use. Well, I think you're just saying that because you've heard it so often, especially on this show, right? I just think it sounds a little catchier, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely on this show. Next. Next. uh, Yeah. Stay tuned for next week's episode. A tribute to nine (laughs) eleven. Yeah. The the bombing in uh, in London. Uh, in like 2005 or whatever, 2004 happened on uh, 7-11. And they actually call it 7-11 over there, which is like... Actually, they call... In, uh, small correction, they call it Tesco's. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. So you are appealing to the British listeners. <laughs> yeah. You're on the side of the guy who complains yeah. us. Oi, are you the Tesco bomber? <laughs> Did you leave a scotch egg outside my window? <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. They call it the Tesco bombing. <laughs> well, it would have been like 11-7 over there. If if 9-11 was in Canada, it would be 11-9 that we all remember. And yeah, like you, that's not catchy at all. 11-9? Yeah, there's no... It's The branding is terrible. Yeah, yeah. Just well, yeah like they it. also would have had to build a second CN Tower next to the other CN Tower. <laughs> Yeah, that would have taken a long ass time. Yeah, no, the 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 uh, the terrorists would have split, and one hit the CN Tower, and the other the Olympic Stadium in Montreal. In Montreal yeah, yeah, there you go, the two highest. Yeah, there you go. You don't have the <laughs> tallest in- leaning structure in North America anymore. <laughs> 
really getting us where it hurts. <laughs> It's, a lot of, it's more accent work than I was expecting I, I, from you. I mean, it's, it's more, it's more <laughs> character work than I was expecting from me, Yeah, to be fair. Yeah, you're like, uh, I, asked if, I asked you if you wanted to be on this podcast, and you're like, well, I don't know anything about sports. And yeah. I feel like this is your way of combating it. Yeah. You're like, well, if I can just do accents the whole time, <laughs> yeah. they'll never get to sports. I'll just keep asking what ethnicity the player you're talking about is. <laughs> I imagine his father must have been pretty proud, and it might have on a little something <laughs> like this. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, this is my second podcast today, and I did a, f- a physics podcast in the afternoon. And those are like the literally the two, if you were to say, like, what are the two podcasts you think you'd be able to contribute the least to? Right. A physics <laughs> podcast and a what is the, sports podcast. What do they do on the physics podcast? Well, the, on the, Aside from not get laid, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> so on the physics podcast... Uh, you're actually supposed to be dumb because oh, okay. they you explain it essentially, to you. yeah, they bring on a normie and then explain there are like these three physicists, like high level physicists who it's called the Titanium Physics Podcast. And it's amazing. And uh, but you're uh, me as the guest, I'm essentially um, Ellen Page in Inception. Like I'm the, the audience, audience that they can explain things to in purely expository language. So they were explaining to me about um, neut- the collision of neutron stars and how now human beings can not only see the universe, but hear the universe. Uh, and that's like only since like August. So we can all get in on the ground floor. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. Uh, I guess we did it here today now, too. And if that neutron star had a father, (laughs) I imagine this is what he would have sounded like. (laughs) It's like a scientific startup, though. If you get in now, you can really shape what the theory is going to be forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> also, that's a cocky. That's a cocky podcast. They're a little bit like they're like, oh, I love physics. What can we do? I know. We'll bring someone over that is an idiot. <laughs> it's true, but um, they can- <clears throat> the problem with physics, I think, the- this is what I was able to piece together, <laughs> is like the rest of the world doesn't even know enough to be excited about the shit that is right. huge. So you're right. like, can you believe it? Like at least in right. sports, I know that if someone is, you know what I mean. Like right. so, it's like yeah. you can like, and you can watch someone do something, and you know, like as a person that has, oh yeah, that's sort clearly of, like, has difficult. been in gym class before. Yeah, you're like oh, that's a, an impressive athletic feat. But if you were to have said to me before this afternoon, like, okay, this is gonna blow your mind, but not only did we see, like. Um, you know, telescopic, like astronomical images of a neutron star collision 140 million years ago, but we saw it in gravity waves at the same time. I don't know to be excited for you even. And yet that's like the biggest news out of space since like Neil Armstrong. I've never walked into a bar before and everybody's freaking out because we can hear space. (laughs) (laughs) Yo, man, which bar are you going to to watch uh, the stars tonight? (laughs) Would be like if, uh, if someone hit 400 in baseball again. Yes. And like if you're a baseball fan, that's like super exciting. But if you're like a normal person, it's like, 
Oh, so he's, he like missed the majority of the time still. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, he's only missing 60%. <laughs> you don't get it, you man. You understand? Like, he only strikes out a, a, an absolute majority of the time. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, so they're saying we can hear the neutron stars exploding? Yeah. Like, that. Uh, we're supposed to just take their word for it? <laughs> Well, they did a pretty convincing impression. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that's all scientists are doing. That's well, I like, was yeah. expecting it to be like one of those like science world demonstrations for kids <laughs> when they like put the scientific principle in motion on display like right in front of you. They just rubbed my hair with a balloon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> stuck it to the side of a wall. They just popped the balloon. And they're like, "This is what it sounds like." <laughs> Physics. That's what happened with the star. Yeah. And then Ivan Decker comes out at the end, and he's like, "Oh!" <laughs> he used to work at Science World. That's a real deep pull for our vancouver listeners deep cut yeah it's really he was cut. part of that uh that show it is like a show basically yeah yeah sure, like he sure. did it adam pateman kyle bottom uh, there's a big uh improv guy a vancouver theater sports league guy whose name yeah. is escaping me right now but he's been sure in, uh, yeah, that guy definitely yeah for sure and if <laughs> <Yeah>. his father <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's like being a children's entertainer, essentially. Oh, so yeah. So I'd imagine it's a good job. 100%. For yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I stopped taking science in uh, in grade 10. The last thing I remember from a science class was uh, I passed out while we were dissecting a dogfish. Wow. So a couple so. things there. Uh, for American listeners, uh, when Stefan said grade 10, he was referring to the 10th grade. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is, this is a safe space. So I can say <laughs> I'm just glad podcast, that you added. But I've had fish. to catch my. I said uh, when I was I was in Philadelphia last year, and I said uh, washroom at a restaurant. My friend got re- like really mad at me. Yeah, they hate that. They really hate that there's a room you may wash yourself in. Yeah. Like oh that's no. Not, well, first they we call take it our rest. a bathroom, which whatever, or a restroom. Yeah. Restroom is just bonkers. Yeah. No and washroom. Sound, yeah washroom makes way more gross. sense. Yeah. yeah. Restroom like, sounds. Gross. I'm gonna go fall asleep on the toilet. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Yeah, I just don't... Yeah, I can't. (laughs) But uh, we dissected a fish in, I think, grade six. uh, But there there were not enough grown-ups to go around. So uh, some kids, it was just teams of kids. And (laughs) the kids who were working with grown-ups found all kinds of amazing shit, like smaller fish within the fish that had been eaten. And, like, they really learned a lot. (laughs) All the rest of us just chopped the shit out of (laughs) Right. You're like, oh, fuck this fish. Yeah, just covered everything in scales. Like, just absolutely disgusting. I was just... You you said dogfish and... For like just a half a second, I was like, oh my God, he dissected a dog? Like, I thought you were going to say dog. Because you went to a private school. So, in my mind, anything yeah. could have happened there. Yeah. <laughs> Biology in my school, yeah. you would dissect like a fetal pig, I think. Yeah, that was, that's the big one that's, still. That's they the do. Standard. Yeah, yeah gr- that's grade 12. Yeah. So, like, they. Yeah, no. they Biology they... 10 at uh, St. George's was some, uh, was some skull and bones shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, we dissected puppies. <laughs> we had to deal with the SPCA. Um, we, I, we dissected uh, the kid with the lowest grades in the class. <laughs> <laughs> Fetal pig is, feels like offensive to every possible religious sensibility. Like, they feel, just feel like if you're like Muslim, Jewish, or Catholic, 
they got you on either pig or fetus <laughs> in coming, every case. And, coming yeah. and going. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They're like, well, it's not. Yeah. Cause I think that if you definitely like my science teacher friends would say like, well, we dissect fetal pigs because they're not real yet. Like oh. they would definitely even go that like, holy moly. I just feel like if it's like were a movie asked, prop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like if yeah. they were asked, I just feel like that's what they would say. I don't think they'd lead with that. They're like this isn't haram yet yeah. because it, it's not born. Yeah, so. exactly. Exactly. I think that's their whole, yeah, their whole thing. I mean, I don't know. I'm not a science teacher, but that's... <laughs> that sounds really more like a philosophy professor. Yes. Uh, that like, would, yeah, like, would be really into the... Is a fetal pig I have a, a lot of yet. questions now as an adult about like where they came from. Like, they where order they them. Got pigs. They order, yeah. Pigs. Well, <laughs> well, but back in school, it was like, oh, of course, they just have a bunch of fetal pigs. It's the science department. Why wouldn't yeah, they? Absolutely. What it is is uh, all the science teachers take a week off in the middle of the year. <laughs> And they go and uh, perform abortions on a bunch of pigs, <laughs> and then they bring the fetuses back to school. Yes. No, they just get it's. A, I'm not even joking you. It's a catalog. They have like uh, I've seen it. They have like a, a science catalog, and then in like so a school I teach at a lot. They have like the science prep room. And they just have like a fridge. Like you and I would have a fridge, and the freezer is just all frozen dead stuff. Wow. And well, just, like, I mean, that's my yeah, freezer, it, too. <laughs> you're right. You're right. But I'm assuming not pig fetuses. No. No. That's. But yeah, it's like pig fetuses, cow's eyes, worms, frogs, you know, the usual shit. Wow. But yeah, it's, so did you, why did you pass out, Stefan, where you couldn't handle the... Uh... Uh, I didn't have breakfast that day. It wasn't anything like... <laughs> <laughs> You were just low energy. <laughs> it was just the blood sugar. Yeah. 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 I don't think <laughs> I ain't no pussy man. <laughs> <laughs> Had nothing but to do. But you still isolate that exact moment as being when you were just done with science. Uh, no, uh, I was done with science uh, later that year in that class when my friend and I had a competition in the back of the class to see who could hold as much spit in their mouth as possible. Jesus. Uh, without, like, swallowing or letting... And then uh, we got called on, and then uh, my buddy opened his mouth and all this fucking... Like, this huge... Wave of, uh, this is a waterfall of spit. I mean, that is... In itself, science. an experiment yeah, of, it's legit of a sort. Yeah, yeah, you can't sure. argue. Yeah. I used to, <clears throat> I had a really bad science teacher in grade nine, and uh, she was she was just one of the, you know when you have a teacher sometimes and you're just you know you're smarter than that. Like mm. you're just there. Like she was really dumb, and she would misspell shit all the time. And I was really into wrestling at the time, so I had a sign. Her name was Miss Shong, and I had a sign that said Shong 316 on it. <laughs> Whenever she spelled something wrong, I wrote it down on the sign on the bottom, and I would hold it up. <laughs> I don't know how I wasn't expelled, to be honest. Like, now that I'm a teacher, I'm like, if a kid ever did that to oh me, I would lose my mind. But yeah, I just, yeah, I got, we got. That's mad. an outrageous squelching. Yeah. 
It's outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was bad. Anyway, it's we got to... Let's do an app. Yeah, yeah, because, uh, because, you know, the best thing about science class... No, you class don't even have to segue into these anymore. ...was that uh, they gave you a front row seat to all the action, and you didn't even have to pay for it. But, of course, <laughs> that is not the case anymore. If you want a front row seat, it can be complicated to come by, but buying tickets to sports and concerts shouldn't be complicated anymore, because there is a better, simpler way to buy, and that is with SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the smartest, easiest way to get tickets to live events. With SeatGeek's seamless mobile experience, you can buy and sell tickets in just two taps. SeatGeek helps you find the best seats at the best prices, fully guaranteed, and there's nothing quite like seeing your favorite team or musician in person. SeatGeek will get you closer to the action for a great value. We all have the apps on our phone. It's by far the easiest way that we've found to shop for tickets. I can be anywhere, and with just a few taps, I am instantly finding seats. I actually used SeatGeek to buy tickets to the final tragically hip concert in vancouver and i was thinking about it after gord downey passed away I, I actually do owe them like a pretty significant amount because i got to see that show for like 30 bucks which is wow amazing so SeatGeek is designed to make your ticket experience easier than ever they always save you time and money by searching multiple ticket sites to compare prices and find amazing deals and to get you the most bang for your buck SeatGeek grades every ticket based on value to help you immediately identify the best seats that fit your budget plus every purchase is fully guaranteed so you can shop for tickets on SeatGeek with confidence unlike those other guys Make SeatGeek your go-to app for finding the best deals on every type of ticket, from sports and concerts to comedy and theater. And best of all, our listeners get $20 off their first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code REALGOOD today. That's promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Now, <clears throat> I like that you you actually kind of like choked on your own spit in the middle of that ad like you were doing the experiment. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> you just had it on your mind. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, shit. I was just thinking to myself, like, well, I wonder how long I could do it for. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the answer was four lines of ad. <laughs> uh, we also have some donors to thank. We do. We yeah. have a lot of donors to thank this week. Yeah, man. Let me just play that sweet, sweet theme. Thank you for donating to the show. To the show. You work hard for your money, that we know. That we know. This segment's where we read out all your names. All All your names. If we say it wrong, your parents are to blame. Fuck Fuck your your parents. parents. (laughs) Oh, what a great theme it is. I love to hear it every time when we record this. So, uh, first up, uh, Michael Stanton pledged $5. Thank you, Michael. Yeah, didn't he used to play for the Canucks? That was, mm. that was, that was Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. No, that was Wolf the Dentist, Stanson, <laughs> you're thinking of. Uh, we also got a $5.69 sent from Nick Noise. <laughs> nice. Make some that noise. Yeah, make some noise for Nick Noise. Thank you, Nick. Five bucks. <laughs> <laughs> I know what he means. Yeah, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mutual oral sex. <laughs> Also received a five dollar pledge from Ed Kelly. Thank you, Ed. Thank you very much, Ed. Uh, a five dollar and eight cent pledge from Nick. I don't know why the eight. Maybe uh, he'll explain. Nick. Nick, explain please it. reach out. Please reach out and explain. We're concerned. We- We're all worried about you. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> I, w- I won't be able to sleep tonight, or until you get back to us. <laughs> And this episode doesn't come out for like three days, so it's going to be a real hard time. Uh, $5 pledge from Martin Ryan. Thank you, Martin. 
and a double five, first name situation. Yeah, a couple of them so mm-hmm. far. Ed well, Kelly I, as well. I, I actually have something to. I have a contribution to that in one second. We just got one more donor to thank. Uh, Mike Bolton, five dollar pledge from Mike Bolton. Great singer. Michael Bolton. Yeah, Michael Bolton. Yeah, <laughs> great singer, great pledger. Five bucks, Mike Bolton. Thank you very much. And on the two first name tip, I went to the Vancouver Giants game yesterday, <clears> and I think I I'm like most people immediately distrusting of anybody that has two first names. Like, but that is a first name, last name. Mm-hmm. I think the Vancouver Giants goalie has the worst combo two. His name is Todd Scott. Whoa. Right? Isn't and his it? middle name is a comma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Scott Todd. Not a bad name. But Todd no, Scott, Scott. Todd, Todd Scott. That it's is. not great. Especially when, like, he's probably, like, 17. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, he was he was safely born in the, like, Braden, Caden, Aiden era. His parents were like, nope, fucking Todd. That's Todd what we're going Scott. for. Well, it sounds like they didn't choose. Like, right. like oh. it's, it's like somebody was like, and what's his name? I don't know, Todd Scott. <laughs> <laughs> like, like the dad was just rattling off possibilities. Yeah, the dad was uh, was drunk, I guess. Easily the best name in the WHL, though, and probably the official goaltender you know what it is. of Real Good Show. 100%. Oh, absolutely. Is Griff- outhouse. Griffin Outhouse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for sure. Outhouse. Yeah, that is his real name. Born in 1998. Yeah, the starting goaltender for the Victoria Royals. And and he comes from a long line of outhouses. (laughs) Yeah, named after a a mythological toilet. (laughs) Griffin Outhouse. Part lion, part hole full of shit. (laughs) I'm always like. Somewhat skeptical, like, oh, maybe it's like Uthouse or something, you know? Like, there's yeah. no way someone's name is actually Outhouse. Gu- guaranteed somewhere along the line, so- one of his family members tried to sell that. Like, yeah. like no, it's pronounced Uthouse. <laughs> and, then, and then someone's like, fuck you, man. It's yeah. Outhouse, bud. I demand dignity. My name is Crapper Uthouse. <laughs> <laughs> What is what is his background? It's uh, a great question. Yeah, I have no idea. It's from Williams Lake. When I uh, when I did uh, two uh, when I was the I, I did some hockey writing for the Junior B Hockey League, and uh, there was a team that had two goalies that had unbelievable names. Like you couldn't think of a better combination. One goalie was Anders Tan Van Holt, <laughs> and the and the other one was Tate Sproxton. Tate Sproxton? <laughs> yeah, Tate Sproxton. Wow. Yeah, just a great those and those were the two goalies for the team. There was a Fantastic. kid who played for um one of the teams in the like um single A short season uh like in the same system as the Vancouver Canadians. Oh yeah. And I forget what his name like Ryan Beal and I have been trying to remember this kid's name, but he just had one of those like it was just it was the name of a sixty-two-year-old refrigerator salesman. Like there's right. no like the idea that there was some like eighteen-year-old kid playing professional baseball and like trying to get laid, and his name was like, but it was like something right. like Jack Spredge or something like that. Like it was, <laughs> I, I forget what it was, but and I've been trying to find it. And he, we had a whole character for him, course, and he was just yeah. gay and everything. He, uh, you know, I am doing a lot of character work tonight, <laughs> but this that was his, his, you know, he's just. Talking about concrete and the best kinds of concrete, and like, and he just had this name that was—it was impossible to be of the age that he actually right. was. Yeah, I I'm think a- Jack Spredge is my. It's as good, good as anything. That's my favorite character so far. I'm always skeptical of like someone under the age of 25 who goes by Bob. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> yeah, I went to university with a guy named Bob. And I'll be honest, it actually suited him. You're like, ah, yeah, this, I can. He's a bit of a Bob. He's a bit of a Bob. I could get behind it. So, like, when do you make that transition in life, though, from, like, Rob over to Bob? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Because you're probably a Bobby pretty early. Yeah, Bobby, and then you're like, oh, Rob. Yeah. I don't know well, when you it's get... It's an easy transition, too, because you just have to draw a line on the bottom of the heart. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can actually pretty easily fake, no, I was always Bob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you just didn't see the line the whole yeah. time. It just got smudged. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I for me now it's like being a teacher. It's more the girls that have like porn star na- like their parents don't put it together. Where you're like, oh that like that just sounds like a porn star. I think I might have even said on the podcast before, but I taught a girl named. Ooh, that's a soft core. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But also, you now have fully identified her. Yeah, by yeah. First you, and last. Yeah, name. we should probably cut that out. But still. <laughs> It was pretty crazy. That was just for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I've seen her uh, on Red Shoe Diaries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She was getting uh, hammered by Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> and and she had a totally porn star social insurance number. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that was too funny. Now you just have to bleep out the part where I say her actual name. But leave the rest of in. Of course. I uh, I do keep wondering when I'm gonna get fired, and it's probably soon. <laughs> it's, it's probably soon. It's probably the first and last naming of students. Yeah, that might be it. Uh, her mark in my class. Was <laughs> <laughs> can... Student ID number. Yeah, exactly. uh, none of that means anything really. <laughs> yeah, her student, well, a lot of people yeah. say that uh, my daughter a has a, a porn star-ish name as well, which I think is totally unfair. <laughs> uh, it's, uh, it's Mia Khalifa. <laughs> I've never. I don't know who that person is. Actually, yeah, no one gets that joke. I've seen. I've seen that name on the timeline a few times. Who is that? I don't. Uh, she does. Uh, she talks about sports on Twitter. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah. she's like, she's yeah. she's gone into the mentions of a no, few. I know, oh, you know, I know who she is. There was a tweet a couple weeks ago. I think it was from like Deray McKesson that was like. I keep seeing her name popping up on the timeline. Who is that? Oh, okay, I got you. It's like his wife had his phone. <laughs> right. I don't. I don't know who that is. Never heard of her before <laughs> in, my, um, in my life. Uh, yeah, I liked. I, I do think that it would be funny if that was my hack, as I'm like reading out their student ID numbers. Yeah. Go if you want to take out a library book at. Uh, <laughs> In the Surrey School District. That's, that's the fireable offense, too. Yeah. You've really crossed the line yeah, this time. Absolutely. If you would like to uh, use the uh, convenience fee on the SkyTrain, <laughs> you can use the student ID number. <laughs> or a concession. Concession. Cons- uh, yeah, not convenience. What is Something the, like, yeah, the convenience fee. I mean, it sounds right, but yeah, yeah. concession is what I meant. The student rate. The student rate, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, okay, we've got a real good secret here. <gasps> we this, do, yeah. This weekend. I, it is... Uh, it's a grosser one. It's I very think. gross, and I don't really want to do it, but I guess I should read it because I get the most grossed out by stuff. And I will say I do like their burner email because a lot of people just made like fake emails to send us these secrets. And uh, theirs is insane clown pussy. <laughs> <laughs> so pretty good. Uh, okay. Here's my secret. I love the idea of that not being a burner yeah, that email. That is there. And like that that's on um, like a resume. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Please get back to me <laughs> yeah. at your nearest yeah. convenience. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what would you say? Um, what are, you, are your biggest flaws? Well, I don't know. I mean, I'm a perfectionist. I have face paint all over my vagina. <laughs> Oh, I'm a real. But if it was like insane clown pussy at hotmail.com and someone was looking at it and they were like, Hotmail? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was their biggest flaw. I still have Hotmail. I'm sore. I feel really bad. Oh, Oh, my goodness. That's very funny. Oh, <laughs> I've spent the last like one minute trying to fit Juggalo into like a company name, and I just can't come up with it. I just can't come. Oh, actually, yeah, they're applying for a job at the home improvement store, Juggalos. Okay, anyway, guys. <laughs> Oh, Jungle Lows. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. yeah, yeah. That's for the American <laughs> listeners again. Oh, fuck. Okay, I can't even read this now. Okay. Do you want to know a secret? Here's my secret for the real good boys. When I was in college, I made vegetable curry and rice for a few of my friends. It turned out really good, and after we all finished eating, they asked me to make another batch. When I looked inside the bag of rice, I saw that it was full of pantry moth larvae. We had all eaten a shitload of bug larvae without realizing it because it was brown rice. (laughs) (laughs) I had a a sub-G tonight before coming over here. Oh, you're all right. You're fine. You're good. You're good. Mm -hmm. Uh, This isn't about you. (laughs) (laughs) You're not friends with anyone (laughs) whose email would be insane clown pussy. I don't know. I see miracles every day. (laughs) Signed, the chef who made Charlie's dinner. (laughs) Exactly. I pretended that a fly flew into the bag and I threw it out. Nobody said anything and everybody finished their plates. I was the only one who knew there was moth larvae in the rice. I accidentally made all my friends eat bugs. I have never told this to anybody. Love the show. Thanks for reading. Wow. Never copped. Never copped. Yeah, we've had a few secrets where people are like, I've never told anyone this before. If everyone liked it. I, I probably wouldn't want to ruin the evening. I guess that's true, actually. And I guess no one was sick. Like, you feel yeah. like that would have been a part of the story, too. Right? Yeah. Like, Plus, yeah. then I'd never get to cook for my friends again. Probably, that's true. You know? But what if, like, they loved it so much, and now you've created this irretrievable, because you didn't tell them the one thing that they right. all love. Remember that vegetable curry you made yeah. that one time? They're like, ah, oh, no, man, I forget. I forget. I don't remember yeah. that at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're right. You mean larvae ticka? Um, tick, tick ticka. Oh, there we man. go. There tick ticka. There we yeah. go. Yeah, that's the one. Or <laughs> larva larb, even. Well, I mean, I, I say keep going. Yeah. <laughs> that's my vote. Definitely come off. I say just keep going, yeah. for sure. Insect-related uh, yeah, yeah. Whatever. Names. Yeah, whatever we can do. But I, uh, yeah, I one time... Um, <laughs> ate uh, some um, like Safeway pickled peppers, like you know the the yep. like um, 
in the serve yourself deli section. And <laughs> that's just what I call shoplifting. <laughs> um, uh, in the and so like I went home to my friend's place, um, put it on some crackers, and was eating them. And then looked down and saw these worms like crawling all over the um, the peppers. And so I was like absolutely disgusted. Took the peppers back to the Safeway. Was like, look what was in. I actually like got a little clever with them. I go, well, a little extra protein in these peppers. <laughs> and the guy goes, yikes! I am so sorry, sir. And he gives me a refund. And then I got home, back to my friend's place, and like went back to get more crackers and realized that it was their cupboard that was just crawling. Oh, so like there was crackers. Yeah, there had been. Yeah, it was the crackers. Yeah, the pe- the, yeah, which when, which then if you think about it, yeah, how would the like maggots aren't going to survive yeah, in like the pickling juice pickling process. yeah yeah. yeah, exactly. That's why I pickle. As soon as the, as soon as bugs start to get on it, I just throw it in the brine. I'm like, let's fucking kill them all. Yeah, let God sort them out. Yeah, that's what the cool kids say, right? That was sounded like a No Fear T-shirt. <laughs> kill all the bugs. Let God sort them out. He's sorting bugs. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's how it. I imagine God. That's it was important to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why I can't get into heaven. God's too busy <laughs> sorting out all the bugs that died that day. No, that's, that's why all these horrible things keep happening on yeah. Earth. God's it's super he's busy, busy yeah, sorting he's busy. bugs. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem with us killing all these bees. It's not the lack of pollinations. That God's too fucking busy up there sorting them all out. Uh, wasps, while well, you all go to hell. <laughs> yeah, I mean... They can sting as many times as they want, so uh, fuck them, really. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love when we're doing the podcast and I just like come up with a new bit like that. Like I'm for sure going to use. Like That's definitely an on-stage bit. Uh, this is ostensibly a sports podcast, well, though. It has in, been. In, in name only sometimes. Sometimes, but, uh, yep. But uh, the big story today, of course, uh, is the fact that GQ magazine, everyone's favorite, Gentleman's Quarterly, that's true. Uh, named Colin Kaepernick their <laughs> Citizen of the Year. Yeah, uh, which, we did it. Which, of course, it's not a quarterly. Yes. It's the real lie at the heart of... Yeah. That, comes well, they, out every month. They wanted to call it GM, but yeah. they, got, <laughs> oh, they yeah, got sued they by General Motors. <laughs> like, well, we can just pretend it's a quarterly, I guess. They're like, no one's going to know what that means. Yeah. It's like bi-weekly. People think that means every two weeks, but it doesn't. And of course, it means uh, twice a week it means twice a week. Exactly. Charlie, you, you touched on the real outrage here. Of course, <laughs> yeah, conservatives man. are extremely <laughs> upset. It yeah. says quarterly. It's false advertising. <laughs> Why does it say quarterly? But then on the cover, it says November 2017. <laughs> yeah. Uh, now, I was really excited when I saw this this morning, not just because it's a great article in which he himself does not speak at all, but a lot of people speak very kindly about him. The photographs in it are tremendous as well. Uh, but the main reason I was excited was you knew that uh, conservatives online were going to just blow a gasket yeah. over this. And it did not disappoint, really. Uh, I got one lined up right here, a tweet uh, from... Yeah. Bradley Scott, who says... Oh, Brad Scott, in Todd Scott's cousin. Of course. <laughs> in further proof that libs find political correctness more important than those who protect our freedom, I present to you GQ's Citizen of the Year, Colin Kaepernick. Screw GQ! I'll always find our military heroes more fashionable than those who disrespect our country. <laughs> Yeah, more like G screw. That would actually right? be the funniest thing ever is if uh, GQ, GQ was just like, uh, yeah, our uh, our hero of the year is uh, 
a cop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's just like a cop on the yeah. front of Jesus. It's uh, <laughs> Constable Dale Rivers from yeah. the this Tallahassee Police Department. tweet is essentially just kind of like a slightly more complex, when did this become hotter than this yeah. meme. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think fashionability had anything no. to do with why he was chosen for this. Do you know honor. how fabulous our troops look going into Fallujah? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, in further proof that libs find political correctness more important than those who protect our freedom. Like, what a sentence. And why is it, how is it political, like, the political correctness, it just, it, it's a meaningless phrase in that usage like what is he it's it's political political correctness to choose colin kaepernick as person of the year in what in what way in what way is that like a, you know how they're always saying you can't say midget and they're always saying colin kaepernick's the g humanity year like that's not at all a trope of political correctness no if yeah, anything, they, the politically correct thing would be to not have a magazine called Gentleman's <laughs> Quarterly. That's true. Yeah, absolutely. It would be everyone's, everyone's all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I'd read that I, just, I like that it's, uh, you know, what about the guys who are uh, protecting your freedom and, de- and defending your freedoms? And also, uh, uh, put somebody else on the cover of your magazine. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, um, but he is like Colin Kaepernick seems to be just like the king of this like jujitsu style of like he seems unflappable like he is just I feel like that's one of the things that drives people so nuts about him is that he's just always ultra calm. Yeah. Yeah. Like he just takes the knee very like there's no. And so if you're the kind of guy who gets all like hot sauce angry oh, like yeah. there's no he's giving you nothing and he's like you know blocked like blackballed from being in the NFL again at this point and doesn't really seem to care all that much about that no like recognizes that what he's doing is yeah. significantly more important than playing backup for the Browns or whatever the fuck. Also, that now he may live to be fifty-eight years old one day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the. But I was I was in a bookstore today and saw um, the book by the guy who Will Smith played in the concussion movie. Oh yeah, and I did think like it would be fun to create a like you know Tower Seven type conspiracy where. Colin Kaepernick was actually uh, like a false flag within the NFL to stop people from talking about how like football kills everyone who plays it <laughs> and and just create this whole thing where like now Whoa. people have to like dig a guy who's like I want to be clear this is not something I believe but I think that would be a fun conspiracy to just get out there I'm actually surprised yeah. that it hasn't now yeah because yeah. it actually yeah. does kind of make sense but of course it's all the same people who would make up a conspiracy theory like that who are the people who are so fucking mad at what he did that's true. that they, they can't, can't find the time yeah. to come up with a wild theory about it. <laughs> they, yeah. they always have time to come up with a, <laughs> yeah. a wild theory. No, but he's like uh he's he's a pretty like he's a pretty cool customer, man. Like yeah. there's just like he's just like he's he's super smart. He knows his shit. He's like 
he hasn't given anybody an inch that does that you know uh, doesn't deserve it, and uh, I I love it. I, like he's he's like for a for a guy who occasionally glances at sports, this is my kind of guy. Yeah, of still course. still making significant charitable contributions month to month at this point as well, and despite the fact that he's not drawing an, an exorbitant NFL salary right. at this point, like he is walking the walk as best as anyone possibly could. Yeah. Uh, which I think is sometimes the knock is like, well, you're just celebrity using your platform to spout your... No, he's like actually doing everything that he can in terms of action in addition to like raising awareness right. through speech as well. So, no, I, I fucking love the guy. But uh, we've got some more outraged uh, right-wingers online here. Uh Saying that uh, GQ named him Citizen of the Year. Here's some other noticeable or notable GQ cover people, <laughs> and it is Bill Clinton on the cover of GQ magazine, Kevin Spacey on the cover of GQ magazine, and Louis C.K. on the cover of GQ magazine. Which somehow, oh, you, yeah, he really belongs with those guys. Here are some other people who've been. On the internet. (laughs) Adolf Hitler. (laughs) Pol Pot. (laughs) Here are some other figures who spell their name using the Roman alphabet. (laughs) Chairman Mao. Actually, I picked the one guy who Who probably did it. Who doesn't. He he uses Chinese characters. (laughs) Shit, goddammit. Yeah, I mean that's okay. I mean we were with, we were still with you. The point, the point was, the point was salient, even if it was incorrect by the end. This is by far the best one though. Here, this comes to us from Aubrey Huff, who writes. Oh, he's a former baseball player, by the way. So this is the new American hero, GQ magazine. And just after hashtag Veterans Day weekend 2017. <laughs> Such a good hashtag. Talk about zero class. Kaepernick is more popular now than when he played. And that's sick to me. I'll never read your magazine again. Come to think of it, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> so I qu- Payback, bitch. <laughs> I quit Twitter a, a while ago. Um, and let me just say... Greatest decision of my life. I have not looked back once. But so I'm, I'm guessing this is one of the new 280. Yes. Yeah. Like this is a man who has too many characters. Right. <laughs> like yeah. hashtag Veterans Day weekend 2017. <laughs> I mean, that's also- like a tweet unto itself under the old system. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So like a couple things. <laughs> Since when is GQ Man of the Year? American hero. Yeah, no. the, he's like, so this is the new American hero? <laughs> yeah. It's like, well, it is the GQ American yeah, hero absolutely. issue. But, like, these people <laughs> who do the, like, little curly Q self-own at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm never buying your magazine again. <laughs> Actually. I never did. <laughs> I just like the idea of, like, because I think people forget, like, hashtags are supposed to be, like, link. Like, that's the idea is, like, you're linking to other people talking <laughs> right, about right, that. Right, and right. it's just a long weekend. So, like, I I love to imagine you, like, click on the hashtag and the first picture's, like, fucking crazy weekend with my bros. And it's, like, some guy just butt luging or whatever. Just, like, oh, yeah, that's how I spent my Veterans Day weekend 2017. <laughs> hashtag Veterans Day weekend. Oh, there are a lot of flags yeah. coming up on the... Uh, well, that was that was actually a pretty popular hashtag. I was a bit <laughs> surprised, honestly. Well, did, did you guys see what Aubrey Huff tweeted on Veterans Day on the 11th? No. 
Uh, I'm going to read this to you right now. Uh, I mean, he's gone whole hog on the 280 character thing, too. Uh, <laughs> this is Aubrey Huff, uh, 11.25 a.m. I had what... more followers than this guy. <laughs> <laughs> See, I can still remember. <laughs> like, I remember the Twitter days. <laughs> so this this yeah. was his tweet on Veterans Day. And he says, uh, read an article on AOL News this morning where scientists have concluded we were evolved from rats. It's amazing how stupid really smart people can be. Don't be deceived. The truth is in the Bible. And then he replied uh, a day later uh, and said, there's a lot of people who strongly agree with the evolution theory. And he used quotation marks for theory. Sure. I used to as well. But then I really looked into real evidence that the mainstream scientists and world dare not touch because it proves their evolution theory wrong. Seek the truth and you will find it. Hit me up at my email, aolreader <laughs> at hotmail.com. <laughs> I, uh, uh, I, don't, I don't agree because I think the Bible also posits that we were evolved from rats. <laughs> Judas, am I right? Oh, the original rat. The original oh rat. Oh my God, it, got, it actually gets better. Uh, someone <laughs> replied get, to him saying Doesn't like, hashtag it gets better? What? Yeah. Someone replied to him, you know, correcting him, and he said, uh, if the evidence is there for evolution, where are the fossils of all the creatures that were supposedly slowly over millions of years evolving into us? There isn't any. And why do we still have monkeys if we evolved from them? Case closed. closed. <laughs> no, what does Lionel say? <laughs> oh, yeah, that's what he says. Case dismissed. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah no, it's... Well, uh, it's one thing to make that argument at any time of the year, but just after hashtag Veterans Day weekend 2017, <laughs> really hurts. Talk about zero class. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hashtag so, zero class. <laughs> so there's absolutely no respect for our uh, the rats who gnawed yeah. the eyeballs out of Nazis. <laughs> I love the idea that like every troop enters a lottery. That they just like put a number into a big like uh, one of those ball tumblers, yeah, tumblers, and yeah. then a name gets drawn out. It's like, oh, you get to be the troop on the cover of GQ this month. <laughs> I'm all, I'm all about this it. This is the alternate reality where we do not put uh, you know celebrities on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I subscribe to the other GQ generals quarterly. <laughs> Oh, well, speaking of football. I, I love those. This it reminds me of those memes where it's like uh, Colin Kaepernick kneeling on one side and then uh, an, an army veteran with like no legs uh, sitting in a wheelchair on the other. And it's like, I bet this guy wishes he could stand for the anthem. It's, I think not having to stand for the anthem is probably the best thing about not having any legs. Right? He's actually just not standing because he didn't have breakfast that morning. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't have That's the, the only reason why. Yeah. yeah. Colin Kaepernick is kneeling against low blood sugar. <laughs> <laughs> no, the craziest one of those that I saw was um, I got a friend request from someone whose Facebook photo uh, said, I kneel for the, uh, like, I kneel at the. I stand at the, for the anthem and I kneel at the cross. And it's like, if you know like anything about Jesus, that's like the, and I'm, I mean, you know, it, it's a loser's game to even try to be the like, but these, because these guys always claim they've read the Bible. They've always like, Jesus was like super not into like, 
um, the authorities of the secular state murdering oppressed people. <laughs> and he was also super not into um, non-God icons that you do devotional, like, there's a whole thing about a golden calf. Like, like there's kneeling for the... Kneeling at the cross and standing for the national anthem in this context, that the, it's just it's totally incoherent. But that's the that's the truly kind of depressing and nihilistic thing about all this is because there is no argument to be had with these guys. No, no, of course not. Like, well, I mean, they've obscured the issue in the first place, right? Yeah. This has nothing to do with the troops. No, at all. But it's just like going back to that post nine eleven argument tactic of. Like, well, if you're not with this, you're yeah. one of them. Yeah, you know? it's, yeah. The the anthem is inherently about the military. Anything I pe- don't like people. is terrorism. Yeah. yeah, but they're they're like, well, actually, the police have all been militarized, <laughs> and they're at war with black communities. So technically, I think of them as troops. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I bet you I bet you you could create a perpetual motion machine if you played the national anthem inside a church. <laughs> Maybe people just like kneeling and standing know what to do. Which one do we do? I don't know. <laughs> just eating a bag of like nacho communion wafers. <laughs> uh, wafers uh, with like jalapeno slices on top. Yeah. Yeah. Zesty body of Christ. <laughs> That's why they I have one of those communion uh, goblets, and it, it, it fills up from the bottom when you put it on the thing. This is why I love going to church in Texas. They put jalapenos on all the communions. It's Tex-Mex Jesus. We just do everything bigger. Ah, <laughs> uh, but oh, you know, speaking man. of football, which we kind of tangentially were there, our clip of the week this week comes to us. Uh, from the Thursday night game in the NFL this week, which was, of course, the Seattle Seahawks taking on the Arizona Cardinals. And it's a great call on a first down uh, from Adrian Peterson. And color man Ron Wolfley uh, decides to get a little, <laughs> little poetic with the call. Stanton back to throw, short pass. It is caught by Peterson, and he gets a first down inside the 35, down to the 33. First of all, Peterson caught the ball, which is rare, but then he stayed in bounds, got 13 yards. How about that? He broke the tackle of Cam Chancellor, by the way. Shook him off like a little winter snow on a sunlit, moonlit evening. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, that was weird right there, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> a sunlit moonlit evening oh man just reminded me of keats right there just owed to the, owed to a first down how, how many of these guys do you think are just in constant fear that they're accidentally gonna say i love you or something yeah. Like that? <laughs> yeah. just that they have to keep that bullshit going for yeah. whatever and then they're, they're one of those gonna that say, is actually like, a great analogy yeah all broadcasters are <laughs> sleeping with a woman for the third time and desperately trying not to say I love you during it. <laughs> the sex is Justin, so you good. have the uh, Milwaukee Brewers, uh, the plump, 
uh, I, I do. I probably have that. Just give me one second. We'll play that for Charlie. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. this is probably my favorite. Yeah, uh, and this relates to what you were saying. called of all time. <laughs> yeah, there right. was a picture of a cat. Uh, someone was, sh- uh, for some reason, someone on Twitter had sent them like a picture of a cat or something. And then this was the quote. That's a plump pussy right there. <laughs> I got a bunch of football games coming up over the next three weeks. I'm doing the play-by-play for the Subway Bowl, which is the BC High School Football Championships. I'm calling nine games nice. over the next three weekends. And, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit nervous that I might get too flowery with it. Because the last, the last game I called was, like, on Canada Day, and it was a U.S. versus Canada, like, big, you know, women's game. And I definitely tried to get, like, big and poetic with it. <laughs> Like He's running we, back there like Laura Secor, aware of an impending invasion. <laughs> we are witnessing great moments that we've never seen in a hundred and fifty years of this country. But it, I think I'm here at Langley Event Center. <laughs> <laughs> Laura Secor protecting our right to four downs. <laughs> Three downs, this actually. Is the, uh, oh, shit. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. I got my fucking... That's your okay. sunlit, moonlit See? mix up there. Yeah. <laughs> We've got the Laura Secords versus the Susan B. Anthony's here. <laughs> it's going to be a real barn burner of a match. Yeah, I think with high school... I'll it was it women's be. football. That's why it was funny that you kept saying Laura Secord. Oh, oh really? Yeah, because, yeah, yeah it was nice. the, with the World Women's Football Championship. Yeah. Oh, excellent. I was just referring reason. to chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if you're looking for a great chocolate, <laughs> don't go to Laura Seaport, but it's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, I mean, like, if I did get, like, really stupidly flowery with my pros, that would kind of be perfect for high schoolers, I think. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, they would love it. Yeah, you just got to make sure when you... Uh, when you're when you get the game sheet, just draw little hearts over all mm, the eyes. Exactly. And, yeah, yeah, definitely. They're he in, used a simile. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I like that for sure. It's amazing being an English teacher. Uh, how many times you have to teach kids what a metaphor is, what a simile is. It's it never like, st- it never stops. It, it's like I don't know. Can't think of what it's like, but it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, let's go from there into our top three questions of the week. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murdering CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. Anything good in the mailbag this week, John? You know there isn't. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> I can't believe I got the downs thing wrong. Oh, no, I was great. so I was right there. You were right. ready to play with the boys. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Is that what they call a house run, kiddos? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Charlie, we uh we, we we tried to give you the ball and you just you punted it away <laughs> yeah. like it was third yeah. down. Yeah, it was at the moment in Portnoy's complaint where he's watching his dad holding the baseball bat in the middle. And just the heartbreak. So, I mean, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, Dad. <laughs> uh, 
Speaking uh, of Charlie's dad. Speaking of Charlie's dad. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we actually, uh, this is, we've had a lot of guests on this program and, and we actually have a couple people who are, are familiar with you and, and your work. And so this first one, actually, speaking of Charlie's dad, this isn't a question, but we'll just bring this up. This is from longtime listener, Dan, uh, Daniel, he, uh, Dan. <laughs> on Twitter. And he just says, I don't have a question, but I think Charlie's dad was my principal at Glen Eyre Elementary. And I just wanted to say thanks because I was choking on a ketchup chip as a dumb child. And he helped me get out of that predicament with some warm water. <laughs> Should we explain what ketchup chips are for the American listeners? Oh, please do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ketchup flavored chip. <laughs> Finn. <laughs> um, and yeah, and you said, "Oh, uh, this is hilarious." Like, how did you preface this? Well, I d- when I first told show, it to you, because yeah. I didn't, th- I didn't know your dad was a teacher for some yeah. reason, and I should have known because we've done shows together that were teacher-related shows, and mm-hmm. you talked about it. But I just, for some reason, I ne- I don't know why, but I just never. I was like, "Oh, I think it must be a different." Yeah, but no, that was a hundred percent my dad. Who's he wasn't his principal, but he did save that kid. Oh no, I no, he, yes. I remember the story specifically. <laughs> yeah. uh, he just walked into that school, but he yeah. had to had claim hot, he had a hot cup of water. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then when they were like, there was the you're style a, at the time. Yeah. You're a hero. You saved this choking kid. What office do you work in in this school? And he was like, uh, 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 I'm the principal. <laughs> <laughs> but he would say it wrong. I'm, yeah. I'm the uh, principal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they put him on the cover of GQ. <laughs> yeah. Standing on a troop's neck. <laughs> the glass Just, of warm water. Yeah. My gay French Canadian father <laughs> standing on a troop, giving double middle fingers. I didn't know G- GQ stood for gay Quebecois. <laughs> <laughs> Um, But no, yes, uh, that was my dad who saved uh, uh, my dad also named uh, Daniel. Oh, there you go. So he was just looking out for a fellow. Yeah. A fellow Dan. Fellow Dan. That is amazing, though, because I also have a parent who is uh, uh, a former high school principal. True. Used to be my boss. I've done 117 of these things, and (laughs) nothing like that has ever come up before. Charlie does one. (laughs) Hey, was your dad uh, my elementary school vice principal? Was your dad the guy who saved my life and then inspired me to a life of learning? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) No, I did. My dad was one of those guys, um, and you know, partly he had just the advantage of our last name starts with D, and teachers whose last name starts with D, they're just set. They're always Mr. D. Like yeah. w- even before the show, like yeah. we had a teacher, Mr. Diaz, in grade six, and he was Mr. D, and like so. But kids loved my dad, like, and he is. He was just he was always like a cool. Guys, just like ripping chips out of people's throats. <laughs> um, actually, just actually any obstruction, like yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't actually warm water. It was he ripped the chip out of the kid's throat and then sprinkled holy. It was like, ah, you've been blessed by Mister D. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just because any water he touched was yeah. technically holy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, he was. Uh, well, I'm glad. I'm glad that. Uh, this uh, young man, uh, you know, unless he's just doing awful things with his life. But he's, you know, <laughs> no, he's a good guy. We've okay, met, good, him. We've nice. met him. He's a good guy. That I mean, that's, that's the perks of public schooling, though. <laughs> yeah. You have, like, staff that's really looking out for you. <laughs> yeah. Like, Stefan in his science class, unfortunately, they're just in it for the money, of course. <laughs> yeah. So kids are falling over. They're like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I'm getting paid. It's fine. 
Um, and then we also, <laughs> before we get into our top three questions of the week, we have sort of a serious question for you, Charlie, because okay. you again, uh, like that'll said, be easy tonally. Yes, <laughs> yeah, of course. absolutely. Uh, this is from, uh, at dog underscore snack. Uh, and he or she writes, uh, for Charlie, the bit in your book about having OCD really helped me and I'm pursuing treatment for mine. What helped you get a handle on it? So that's your book, the horrors, yeah, uh, which so, is a great book. And I have recommended it on this show before. Thank you very so much. So if you haven't read it, do so. And this is a new segment we're calling Ask Dr. Demers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Charlie is our show doctor. <laughs> yes. And I want to be clear, I am only a medical doctor. And so any advice that I give you psychologically should be taken with a grain of salt. But uh, I, uh, I'm i very happy to hear this um, because uh, – so The Horrors is a book of humor essays and it's kind of written – um, the, the, it's an alphabet book, and so there's a. I tried to write a, a an s a funny essay about a horrible subject for every letter of the alphabet, and there are three essays I think in there that deal with um sort of mental health memoirs. There's a the entry for D is about depression, the entry for P is about panic, and the entry for O is about obsessive compulsive disorder. But the essay for O is quite a bit more personal, like um, the depression one and the panic one. I mean, they're real, uh, but they, uh, they're written a little bit uh, kind of funnier. But the thing with OCD is I um, had a rare form. So people are fairly aware of um, OCD, like, you know, you have to do a certain ritual or you have to wash your hands or... or you know, that, that kind of stuff. There's a subset of OCD called primary obsessions, which is compulsive, um, uh, obsessive, intrusive thoughts. And uh, often there'll be like, there'll be really awful thoughts of violence. Um, there'll be thoughts of um, sexual nature, usually like sexuality that's like repellent to the person who's having the thoughts. Uh, so one like really common one is that new parents have constant intrusive um, pedophilic thoughts of, you know, they'll be white, they'll be, you know, wiping their child, changing their diaper and they'll have uh, an intrusive thought of doing something to the baby and then they can't get that thought out of their head. And so people go years thinking that they're like, there's some kind of monster, there's some kind of whatever. And so I spent my whole teen years having these like brutal like violent intrusive thoughts and um really difficult uh sexual imagery and even though you are completely like paralyzed with terror and horror by it, like it's not they're not thoughts that bring you any like joy or titillation or anything right, like you that. don't want to act on them you, well it's the exact opposite right. but you become obsessed with one fear that you will act on them and two um you will uh you think that you're a monster like right. because pe people think they're pedophiles or they, th they think they're incredibly violent or they think another one is um religious like blasphemous thoughts for people who are religious they'll have thoughts about like you know, taking a shit on a Bible or like uh, like stuff that would not mean anything to someone who was an atheist, um, uh, but it is like really brutal thoughts for um, religious people. So I didn't want to write that essay in any kind of a cutesy way that dodged the the real feelings of like kind of horrified 
shame that come with these thoughts because I wanted, if anyone read this essay, if they were going through it, I wanted them to know and I wanted them to, I wanted to go as deep into how bad they got as people would be experiencing because so many people hear about OCD and they think it's like, (laughs) I need six chocolate chips in my cookie and if it's seven, I kind of go a little haywire. (laughs) Like it's not always cute and sometimes it's really hard. And when I was like 21, 22 years old, there was an article in the Globe and Mail and at this point I was still undiagnosed. Um... But this guy was writing about OCD and he, he was writing about he went to the barbershop and he couldn't get out of his mind the idea of taking the scissors out of the barbicide and stabbing his barber in the throat. And he couldn't get that image out of his head. And he wrote a, this essay in the Globe and Mail and I read it. And this was at a point in my life when I suspected that maybe I had OCD. And I cut out that um, uh, article uh, with a pair of scissors that I pulled out of the neck of my barber that I just um, <laughs> uh, brutally murdered. And I, um, I actually carried that piece around with me, like, because uh, it was the only, like, it was like a lifeline. So my thinking was, if I could write something about obsessive compulsive disorder that could do that for someone else who would read it. And so when I hear a story like this, um, it really means uh, the world to me. My my psychologist actually uh, uh, has recommended the essay to some of um, her other patients, and uh, she, um, uh, you know, has gotten a lot of good feedback there. And actually, I'm, I have some plans to hopefully turn the turn the essay into a handout that people can right. use. Um, so uh, in answer to the question of like the best way to get yeah, a handle on it, um, there are various different uh, tacks or various different approaches. There are psychiatric, psychological. Um, uh, there are, you know, um, so psychological would be more uh, like cognitive behavioral therapy. That tends to be um, either non-medicinal or... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it can be pharmaceutical adjacent, like psych, psychiatry is mostly like treatment with like SSRIs, uh, antidepressants. So sometimes that gets used to treat, uh, OCD. Also cognitive behavioral therapy is really good. Unfortunately, it's very expensive. So we also need to be pushing for a, um, public, uh, funding model for, psychological treatment as well as psychiatric treatment. Right now, you can go in British Columbia, you can go see a psychiatrist and not pay out of pocket for it. You can't go see a psychologist. Uh, So so that'll cost you 200 bucks for an hour. So I was treated at the UBC Anxiety Clinic as a 23, 24-year-old for free as part of free psychological trials that I'm convinced I'm like only alive today because I did and I had no money to pay for that. So um, uh, that that's another like there's there's the on an individual level, try and get help from, you know, talk to your um, GP, talk to your family. Um, uh, if you can, uh, there are books out there. Um, 
there's one book, uh, it has obsessive thoughts in the title. I can't remember the, the title, but that's a If you good, remember, um, you can tell me and I'll, yeah, I'll, send yeah. it, I'll DM it to um, this person. Overco- Overcoming Obsessive Thoughts, I think is the name of, okay. the, um, is the, name of the book. Um, and yes. Yeah, that's what it is. Overcoming Obsessive Thoughts. And How to gain control of your OCD. Yeah, and that's kind of a um, at-home version of cognitive behavioral therapy. And some, some cognitive behavioral therapists would actually be working from a text not unlike that uh, when they're uh, treating you. So that is my um, uh, semi-funny answer. I think we had a couple of laughs in there. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely. Uh, but I'm really glad that the person uh, who wrote uh, uh, felt that they could. I'm really glad that the book um, affected them in that way. And that's exactly why I wrote uh, that part like that. There were some details that I would have liked to take out of that essay in order to come across as, you know, just a sort of um, sweeter, less damaged uh, person. But it was American really, hero. yeah, kind of an American hero. <laughs> kind of, I, I would have liked it to focus on my service. Uh, <laughs> but um, because I fought with the Taliban, uh, I didn't feel that I could uh, yeah, yeah. emphasize it. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a in the horrors is for Al-Qaeda. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but no, that's awesome. I mean, obviously that that article meant a great deal to you. So it's it's cool that we have someone that listens to the show that that connected. To, did you ever connect with the author of that article? No, I've tried to find them. So if anybody, uh, if anyone listening knows, I, it was uh, I the guy had red hair. There was a photo of him in the uh, Archie. That's who. No, I um, <laughs> I was a redheaded guy, and uh, I've searched the Globe and Mail archives for. Uh, for the piece and wasn't able to find it. Um, but I would, uh, I would love to know who wrote it. Yeah, I'd for li- sure. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to let them know as well. Okay, well, that was awesome. Um, let's get into some really stupid questions. <laughs> yeah. uh, this comes in, uh, this is the 100-point question of the week from Lachlan Mac 21 What is the worst you have ever felt after doing something to someone playing sports? Hmm. I uh, I hit my dad in the nuts like really hard playing ball hockey once, uh, street hockey, like really hard to the point where someone, uh, a friend of ours across the street thought he was having a heart attack. Oh, so, <laughs> he was clutching his chest. <laughs> well, you know that sick well, no, feeling, blocked. right? But, yeah. yeah, I got hit in the balls once blocked. so hard playing ball hockey that oh. I threw up. Oh. My daughter is is just about to turn four. Like she's a three year old kid, and she um, wh- like just whipped her fist into uh, my crotch once, and I took a knee. Like, and I mean, not, um, I do oppose <laughs> yeah. racist police violence, but this was not on principle. I like my three year old daughter to like put me on the floor. Oh, in yeah. pain. Um, and I always think of that Eddie Murphy bit. I think it's in Raw, where he's like, "Yeah, women always saying they want to. I want to kick him in the balls. You don't have to kick it. You just need to graze it." Like, <laughs> yeah, that, oh, so that for sure. Idea, a three-year-old oh. can bring you down. I like oh. that. It was like your. I like the Stefan story. I didn't go down on my knee because Josephine hit me in the nuts. I went down on my knee because the American anthem started playing. <laughs> that's, that's what happened to me. Uh, how did your dad, what, how did he cope? Did he ice them? Um, we, were, we were, I think we were down in Point Roberts at a friend's cabin at the time. 
or a cottage or something. Uh, so, I mean, he was in a good mood. We were at someone's cottage. <laughs> so he got over it. But uh, it was rough for the first – it was rough for like 15 minutes. It really hurts, man. I scored seven uh, goals in a hockey game once, and I think I felt pretty bad after the seventh one. <laughs> <laughs> This fucking guy. So now we know that that was a fake question. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. when a, can you name a time when your dick has been so big you tripped on it playing sports? That is actually the 200 point question. So, uh, yeah, this uh, one time I was playing hockey, skated over my dick. Uh, it was actually, it's the same answer for question one. No, um, realistically, the answer is that uh, I had a very bad temper when I was a child and we were playing road hockey and uh, I got mad at my friend for some reason and I chased him down the street and I just whipped my stick at his back. Oof. Oof. <laughs> and then he went down like it looked like a cartoon. Uh, I have it's a, not great. It's, I'm not proud of it. I had a repeated violent cross-checking incident in like grade nine PE hockey. I'm not necessarily too proud of. Uh, just tempers flaring uh, during a completely meaningless, uh, you know, street hockey, floor hockey in the small gym sort of game. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but probably the like the thing that I felt worst about was when I was like 11 or 12 years old. I was doing the thing that there are now like PSAs when you watch pro wrestling on television not to do. Like kids do not do this at home. And I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, we'll fucking just like play wrestling with my little brother who's five years younger than me. Oof. Was like six or seven at the time. And somehow he like hit his head into a framed painting on the wall and the glass of the like frame shattered and sliced his forehead open and there was a lot of blood and I Jesus. felt really, really bad about it and I was not allowed to watch wrestling anymore. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, I think uh, I think the old school wrestling fans would just say that, uh, you know, you put on a mask for the fans. Exactly. That's all. You just, uh, you actually pulled the glass out of your wrist tape and just did the blade job for him. <laughs> no problem. Mine was going to be a wrestling one too, but we should have handed on yours. Yeah. Like it's gonna be a step down, but I like I was wrestling a guy who is still one of my best friends. But this was like grade eight um, uh, wrestling, and I had him in a, a headlock, which I didn't realize is an illegal. Like I had him like fully like his neck was in my elbow, and I was just cutting off his hair. And yeah, he was a sleeper hold. And I didn't know that I was doing that. And I had this feeling, because you can't see his face, of like real triumph. And he's a real like athletic guy, and I am emphatically not. Um, And he, like, I kind of had this, it was just going into the realization, this feeling of like, I'm doing it! And then somebody's like, look at his face! And then his, I looked at his face, and his face is just like, purple. I can still see it, his purple face and like, teeth gritted in just like, horror, and like, you know, this is like my quiet, gentle friend who, uh, <laughs> who I nearly like, uh, um, took uh, his consciousness. Nice. I yeah. think the, ne- the next time you guys are hanging out and he like pisses you off, you should just be like, I can choke you out. You know? It's not just too late. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, whiz, just whisper. 
Let's bring it back up. Uh, okay, the 200-point question comes in from Scott Morrison at Madi Sco, and he asks, uh, the University of Texas had a cliff in center field for like 50 years, which is true. He sent a photo, and we'll, Justin will post it on the blog. Uh, what is the most bullshit obstacle a baseball team could add to their field and get away with it? <laughs> Uh, a, a smaller uh, secondary baseball field. <laughs> <laughs> and is there like kids playing on it at the same time? <laughs> they're dressed like the major leaguers, but they're playing their yeah. own baseball game. <laughs> um, I think the most bullshit obstacle a baseball team could add to their field and get away with is uh, Colin Kaepernick. <laughs> Hey, hey, bing, bing, <laughs> big time callback. No, I'm just, I don't know. I, I think it'd be it's like only really an obstacle if the anthem is playing. That's <laughs> true. In, in, uh, in this hypothetical universe, I've created to answer this question. <laughs> yeah. The anthem is playing on the loop. <laughs> Where I come from, we stand for the seventh inning stretch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's called the seventh inning stretch, not the seventh inning meal. Um, okay, uh, I, I'm gonna go because the Arizona Diamondbacks have that pool in their in their like in the field or in the sorry in the like outfield bleachers. Yeah, I think you could put it on the field. I think you could have a pool like just say like yeah, this were the Santa Fe <laughs> chlorine <laughs> S- sand dogs or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. Uh, just like I feel like it's and definitely everybody, something. Everybody in the stands gets like a free taco if the center fielder has to like make a diving catch into the pool. No, they get a free iced tea. Obviously, they take uh, yeah. the plunge. Yeah, of course, come on, of course. Justin. Sorry, it's, it's, just... it's sponsored by Nest Tea. I just know that the most common giveaway is like we hit a certain number of yeah. points, you get a chalupa or whatever. <laughs> well, it's like at the at the Vancouver Canadians. Which Charlie was was referencing earlier. Yeah, the they have uh, A and W root beer mugs in, in the stands and it and it or in the outfield. And it's just I, one. It's two. One two, on either side. Two. Oh, yeah. Really? yeah. And if they hit and it's it, it's always close enough. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just gonna say. So it's called slug the mug. Yeah. And if you if they hit the mug, everyone in the stands is supposed to get a free root beer float. Well, I went once and a guy hit a home run and it was easily 50 feet or yeah. more away from the root beer and they're like ladies and gentlemen Brock Lundquist just slugged that mug everybody gets a free re-. and I'm like what the fuck you missed it by a mile but they obviously they just they're like well we've got a thousand or we've got ten thousand yeah, late in the season yeah, we've got well, ten thousand no, root beer float coupons is, so A&W is, the, is a part the guy who owns A&W is a part owner of the team right and if you Give away a thing like one free burger yeah. at a th- place where people never get just one thing. Yeah, it it's a loss sense. leader, right? Like you yeah. should. So they want to give away the. Yeah, it's so, a root beer float. So exactly. Of course, oh, I'm going in for a root beer float. Of course, I'll get a burger. Like, yeah, or onion rings or whatever. Yeah. Like, but I I can't imagine anyone's ever hit the mugs. They're not no. particularly. They're not big. huge. No. And and there's just, also only like maybe. 15 yeah, home it runs. It is the year. lowest level yeah. of professional baseball. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then they literally every time I've ever seen the, a slug the muck happen, it's just essentially a home run. Yeah. Thing. But they go, close enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's always in this. Um, I feel like the biggest bullshit obstacle they could get away with putting in the outfield would be um, a time zone change. <laughs> <laughs> 
when they just say it's like it, it would be one of those <laughs> it would be one of those stadiums <laughs> that is um like owned right by a the- cell phone company or whatever and it would just be so that it would cost more to like call someone in the outfield stands <laughs> if you're in the uh, like it's not so much an obstacle to the player it's an obstacle to like the consumer uh, yeah, ladies yeah. and gentlemen your Santa Fe Sir Sanford Fleming <laughs> if you're on first or second we do not observe daylight savings <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's the yeah, if they ever make the playoffs and they're they're yeah. past the time change, it becomes a two hour time difference. <laughs> yeah. And then you got guys coming in home plate jet lag. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I was, man. I was, this yeah, and I like they would have to list because whenever they list the times for sporting events, they always list like multiple like they'll be like, Oh, it's at seven PM Eastern, four PM Pacific. They're yeah. like, Well, this game's at seven PM first. Base, yeah, yeah. 7 p.m. infield, 8 p.m. outfield. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I was also thinking swimming pool, but I'm going to take you one further and make it an infinity pool. <laughs> so not only... That's not just be, one I'm further. Like, that's a, yeah, it's an indescribable number for it. It's, there's two sources of confusion. First, why is there a pool in the middle of the outfield? Second... When does that pool stop? (laughs) (laughs) It's powered by science room spit. (laughs) (laughs) But of course, I guess that only works if you're like sitting in one half of the stadium. Because if you're like in the outfield stands, you can obviously see see the edge of the pool. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. Sitting in the infield has its drawbacks. It's one hour earlier, and you can't see the edge. Of the, of the Ah, fuck, sitting in the infield again. Oh, God, I hate these seats. Oh, man, I'm way past my bedtime. Uh, (laughs) Stefan, what do you got? He already said it. Oh, did he? Yeah. Yeah, said he was gonna put I said a secondary baseball. Yeah. Oh, right, of course, of course. Yeah, We've just old. come so far since then. My it's apologies. Except <laughs> <laughs> that is the right one to do twice. Yes. Yeah. Because it is already this like MC Escher. <laughs> yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just you hold up a mirror to it, and it's just a never ending. It's an infinity pool of uh, baseball, baseball field? fields. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel when I'm watching baseball sometimes. <laughs> Um, the 300 point question comes in from yes, Pete. And, uh, they ask, uh, also, uh, or so I guess they had already sent it a thing. So if team names were based on corporate sponsors rather than cities, like in Japanese baseball, what pairings of horrible businesses with nicknames would you like to see? So in Japan, what they do is they list the city and then their sponsor and then their name. So you get some funny names like the. Uh, Hiroshima Toyo Carp uh, and the uh, Fukuoka SoftBank Hawks <laughs> and the uh, Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters. <laughs> 
so yeah, and then I guess actually I like this. Uh, and Charlie, you'll like this a lot. Actually, yeah. uh, under defunct clubs, there are two different clubs whose nickname was the Unions. Wow. <laughs> so I guess they had strikes in those years, yeah. and then they got, the Unions got busted. They've been uh, they certified. Yeah. yeah, they're waiting for a third Union team, and then that's strike three. You're out. <laughs> 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 I think oh, like the um yeah the Southern Ontario Maple Leaf Foods Listerios <laughs> <laughs> Listerios I like that that is like the uh that's that's like a a swarthy man <laughs> who got Listeria's way of describing <laughs> My name's Luca Listerio. <laughs> yeah. uh... I've been throwing up for six weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Uh, okay, can I can I go with mine? Yeah, <laughs> go go for I'm it. Gonna, I'm gonna say the uh, the Union Carbide uh, massive gas leaks. <laughs> I don't know why they brought that back up. <laughs> the MGLs. Oh, I like that. Those guys. Well, I'm just worried that uh, the Hokkaido Nippon Ham Fighters is like the uh, Bridgeport Sound Tigers. That like it's. I for the longest time thought that that was Bridgeport Sound tigers right right right. but it's bridgeport <laughs> sound tigers no no it's, it's bridgeport, bridgeport sound, sound isn't it yeah is bridge- it yes no well, it's no, that's, that's, no that's it's, not how it's arranged in the logo it's bridge port sound <laughs> <laughs> well i just want oh, ham yeah, no, okay i'm looking it up I'm i want ham fighters to be a thing that's what i'm saying <laughs> right <laughs> yeah i still it's think a, it's a kaido nippon Ham fighters. Yeah. Okay. ISIS are the original ham fighters. Uh, okay. It says, yeah, they're in Bridgeport, Connecticut. So, I mean, it doesn't really say what the... Oh, uh, yeah, it doesn't say whether... No, I, but you I look agree. at their logo. Justin's right. Yeah, no, I know. They are I, the sound tigers. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, you can... What's a sound tiger? But, and I just Googled... <laughs> I, I just Googled Bridgeport Sound... And it doesn't exist. It's not a place. Okay, so then I don't know what a sound is. It like a musical, is. like like this wall of sound, Bridgeport, like yeah. got that cool Every Bridgeport result sound. Is the Bridgeport Sound Tigers? I don't think Bridgeport Sound is a. Geographic. Well, no. Look, here's the clincher. Their their Twitter handle is the, the sound, sound Tigers. Tigers. Yeah, there we go. That's fucked. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't. I have no idea. We'll, we'll have yeah. to get to the bottom of that. So the ham fighters is uh... the ham fighters. Yeah, <laughs> versus the sound tigers. You guys heard of my uh, glass tiger cover band, the Sound Tigers? <laughs> <laughs> Going on up to the spirit in the sky. That's the one, right? Is that's that glass, glass tiger? No, that's no? Uh, Jesus Jones. <laughs> well, what was I singing? Uh, Spirit in the Sky by Jesus Jones. Jesus Jones, really? What did Glass? I think that's his name, isn't it? Jesus Jones. Spirit in the Sky by Norman Greenbaum. Oh, okay, never mind. Totally wrong. A way more Jewish name than I thought was going to come along with that very uh, Jesusy song. What was Jesus Jones? He was oh, right here, right now. 
Glass Tiger was Don't Forget Me. Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. And the reason I think of that with going on up to the Spirit of the Sky is because so many people forget God. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jesus' message was kind of Don't Forget Me When I'm Gone. And that's why you put both of them together. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I just think that uh, the University of Southern California should be, sponsored, uh, should be sponsored by their own name. And then they could be the USC Trojans Condoms. Ooh. Snap. Yeah, it's I'm, already in there. I'm going to go uh, with the BP Deepwater <laughs> Horizons. Oh, yeah. And Deepwater is actually the name of the town that they're playing in. <laughs> the team is the Horizons, and BP is the corporate sponsor. BP Deepwater You guys all went for, like, real, like, natural disasters. Well, I don't know. I mean, while the Maple Leaf Foods Listeria crisis <laughs> yeah, was bad, I don't know that yeah, it counts as yeah. According to Maple Leaf disaster. Foods, it was an act of God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's true. I'm a real Listeria. I didn't go with the um, I just feel like Fukushima enough people... glowing ham fighters. <laughs> <laughs> the glowing. You, that was a great time in our in our nation's history, though, when we were swept by Listeria hysteria. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I guess I'll. Uh, yeah, I, I, what I an guess. innocent time, eh? Yeah, the innocent time. <laughs> yeah, I'll be the the Waterton E. coli's. <laughs> <laughs> We're sponsored by E. coli, I guess. There's, I had no corpor- I had no corporation yeah. there. It's just the bacteria. <laughs> raw chicken is like yeah. the raw yeah. chicken. Uh, you no, know, it will be sponsored by OHIP. Will be the uh, the Waterton OHIP uh, E. coli's. That's the the universal healthcare plan in Ontario's OHIP. There should be a, a Montreal like mafia. Yeah. Um, like like uh, uh, like uh, Shea Perry, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Shea Perry Montreal mobsters. Yeah, like the Egg Catroni. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the um, uh, the Montreal Catroni eggs. Yeah, because uh, Egg Vic Egg Catroni was like the yeah. the mob boss there for the Catroni eggs. I mean, your logo draws oh, itself. Eggs. Oh, absolutely, the eggs absolutely draws itself. I like that for sure. <laughs> Um, okay, well, uh, great stuff, guys. Yeah. Let's get into our. Let's let's get into one good thing. <laughs> well, I, yeah, I was just thinking that maybe you could, like, in the same way that a restaurant is like Shea, whatever. <laughs> that in there's a famous chicken restaurant in Montreal called like E. Coli. <laughs> <laughs> but like Y, just the yeah, letter yeah, yeah, Y, the letter y. like e there, coli. yeah, coli or or Eve coli. <laughs> it's yeah. like yeah, it's exactly. like a, a designer line of yeah, yeah, bacteria, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or it's like I feel like that would be like a misguided, like that would be like a blooper, like a like a misguided friend. It sounds like a skit from like This Hour Has Twenty Two Minutes. Uh, hello, yes, I am Eve Scoli. I am the uh, health yeah. inspector for. Uh, yeah. What do you mean? You lost my mustache. <laughs> He's actually the commissioner of our new baseball league. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, I like that a lot of them were very Canadian. That's that's uh, good. We will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch, the cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, 
the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? Uh, my thing is uh, my favorite baseball team, the Littleton Lockheed Martins. <laughs> <laughs> the Littleton Lockheed Martin uh, Marilyn Mansons. Uh, I don't know. I just kept thinking of real. I was like, oh, I didn't come up with one that enough people died, <laughs> died from. Um, okay. Uh, my one good thing. Oh, I had a one good thing, and now I don't remember it. Go ahead, someone else. I'll, get, I'll come back. Uh, I'm going to say the NBA. Because I went to a Lakers game uh, with Chris James when he was down here. And uh, watching a game in person. Because the last NBA game I watched in person was a Vancouver Grizzlies-Washington Bullets game. Oh, wow. Ooh, back when uh, they were the Bullets. So things have changed since then. The Washington Lockheed Martin Bullets. <laughs> After the uh, Bullets, they became the Washington Generals, yeah. right? And then <laughs> yeah. they started playing the Harlem Globetrotters. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. Uh, but yeah, I'm a big-time basketball fan now. Big-time uh NBA head. Oh man, it's so much fun. Like I, I, I just I miss going to uh, Grizzlies games. And then there was like a period where okay, you could still reasonably go see a Sonics game. And like now, it's just I mean, you're not going to drive all the way to Portland from Vancouver. I did it on sp- really spring break, like uh, five years ago or so. Yeah, yeah, or six years ago now, I guess. Yeah, just went down and saw the Portland Trailblazers take on the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, and that wow. was like the Ooh. the Cleveland <laughs> era where LeBron was in Miami and they were oh. really fucking horrid again. And I remember crossing the border and like the border guard is like, what's the purpose of your trip? We're like, we're going down to see a, a basketball game. He's like, who's playing? We're like the Cleveland Cavaliers. He was like... You're kidding. This is the purpose of your trip is to go watch the Cleveland Cavaliers. And I said to him, hey, we're Vancouver basketball fans. The only kind yeah. we know how to cheer for is the losingest kind. Oh, man. I saw Allen Iverson play in Seattle. And nice. it was like he is one of those people who you see him live and it's like, it's like he is – has been taped separately from the other players, is being played over the game at a higher speed. Like, like it looks like there's a glitch in what you're watching. He was so amazing. In reality. It was unbelievable. I, I just, it's one of the, like, singular, uh, like, just, like, human excellence achievements that I've ever like seen in real time. We didn't even have good seats. Like we're sitting way up in the fucking nosebleeds. But you could tell. But you could tell. But the reason I was thinking about that memory even earlier, even before Stefan mentioned the NBA, is because we didn't stand for the national anthem. Because it was right in the whole like war on terror and we were like twenty three year old communists and we were like, fuck this shit. Then how we didn't get the shit kicked out of us uh, is totally beyond me. But we didn't stand for the national anthem. I mean you could have you could have been like, Oh yeah, we're Jehovah's Witnesses. And then they would have been like, you got us on a technicality. <laughs> Absolutely. And they'd be like, here's a pamphlet. <laughs> yeah. further- Wait a minute. How come you's eating all that Halloween candy earlier? <laughs> We're like, uh, uh. We, got it. we got it on sale. <laughs> a- after Halloween, we cut all the pumpkins off the box. Oh, that is what I was going to recommend. I'm going to recommend uh, LaCroix water. Oh, really? I thought you were going to think you discount Halloween candy. 
Well, that too. I love, you know, I love candy a lot, but yeah, I went to the States on Friday to see one of my favorite bands, Elbow, live, and they were amazing. And on the way home, QFC had 10 cases of LaCroix for uh, $1.50 if you bought 10 or more. What's QFC? It's the Quality Food Centers. Okay. It's like yeah, yeah. IGA so, of America. Yeah, it's just, yeah oh, exactly. See, now we're doing American to Canadian <laughs> translations. Yeah. So I can do both. Well, I thought it was, yeah. uh, you know... Queer fried chicken. <laughs> Is that what you thought it was? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, it only makes sense. Chick-fil-A is like, yeah. Yeah. is the right-wing chicken place. You need a left-wing chicken place to balance it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm with Charlie. It makes sense. Yeah. The, we're the pro-sodomy chicken. <laughs> Why is there a hole in this bucket? <laughs> They're only open on Sundays. Clear <laughs> chicken. Oh, oh man. man, I would love to see the ad campaign. <laughs> <laughs> well, but that's why they had to change yeah. it to QFC. Yeah, exactly. People were like, "Ooh, I don't. Uh, yeah. I like this chicken." Up until I knew gays was making it. <laughs> yeah, and then no, it's, it's fried. It's, the chickens themselves are gay. <laughs> the chefs are straight. <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's only open one day a week. It's so fucking hard to <laughs> find <laughs> gay chicken. Yeah, <laughs> these, are, these are certified gay. <laughs> Look at him prancing around on the tip of those claws. <laughs> Cockadoodle-doo. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat these grubs. They go straight to my breast. <laughs> okay. Well, you're definitely going to QFC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Good uh. gracious. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. I'm sweating. I'm laughing so much. I'm going to recommend a film. Uh, it's been out for a few weeks now, and I feel like most people who would be interested in seeing it have already seen it. But if you haven't, Thor Ragnarok is like the greatest comic book movie I've ever seen in my life. It is so fucking funny. Uh, Taika Waititi, who made uh, What We Do in the Shadows, which is a brilliant Sorry, vampire who? comedy. Uh, he's a New Zealand filmmaker, okay. and he wrote and directed this uh, like comedy road movie that takes place in space starring Norse gods and Marvel Comics just let them do like whatever they wanted. It's super funny. The action is incredible. One of my favorite movies of the year by far, Thor Ragnarok. I cannot endorse it enough. As a comedy, it is like right. the funniest movie wow. of the year. I only, uh, I only watched the left-wing version of that, <laughs> Thor Ragnarok. Uh. <laughs> I love that just the, o- the only thing yeah. that you need to qualify as left wing is yeah. homosexuality. Yeah, absolutely. I've ne- yeah. yeah. You know, left wing, you know, dicks. There's <laughs> yeah. a bunch of, d- d- yeah, gay men only. It's just gay yeah. men on yeah. the left. Yeah, because even though it's chickens yeah. who are female. Yeah. Um, uh, I would say. Um, uh, I, I, my buddy Sam Weeb has uh, uh, has a new book coming out soon, um, and uh, I would recommend the first book in the series. Uh, it's a Vancouver crime story. Uh, the book is called um, uh, the the new book is called Cut You Down, uh, but the first book in the series is called Invisible Dead. 
and it's uh, like uh, it's a series of books about this um, Vancouver private eye called uh, Dave Wakeland. And uh, it's just an incredible. Um, uh, Invisible Dead was just a just brilliant uh, crime story about Vancouver, just so kind of intimately in and of the city. Anybody who lives here and reads the book will just love seeing Vancouver this way. And anybody who doesn't live here will get a real good sense of uh, of the city and what's cool about it and what's super messed up and horrible about it. And, uh, yeah, he's just a terrific crime writer and a real good guy, and he lives here in the neighborhood. So uh, I would say Sam Weeb's crime novels. Awesome. That sounds rad. And you have a crime novel coming out. I do, I do. I have a yeah. crime novel coming out in the spring uh, called <clears throat> Property Values. And it is, uh, it's a, it's a comedy. Sam's book's pretty serious, but, um, property values is about, um, a group of friends who, uh, one of the guys can't afford to stay in the house where he grew up. So, uh, him and his buddies stage a drive by shooting on the house to drive down the asking price. But I like it already in doing that. They get drawn into an actual gang war going on in, um, the suburbs nice so uh yeah that comes out in april fantastic and you have some other things to plug I, my one good thing this week would have been your album if you weren't here and it would have been maybe like a little bit a, a little embarrassing for me to be like oh hey man i really liked your album but but you had an album do i just, look uncomfortable no that's true <laughs> lay it on me <laughs> yeah no you're right they don't you're call right. me the ham fighter because i <laughs> refuse ham <laughs> i don't know what like, <laughs> What even? Uh, I mean, that? I think that is actually if you refuse ham, you are the ham fighter. I think, yeah. but I don't know. He fights on ham's behalf, actually. Uh, <laughs> when ham cannot stick up for itself, yeah, we, we stand for ham. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag we stand for ham. <laughs> exactly. I stand for ham, Sam. I am. <laughs> um, okay, uh, but yes, you put out a, a fantastic album, Fatherland. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah, I really, uh, really enjoyed it. I mean, I, you know, I've gotten to watch you work a lot over the years, so I got to see a lot of these jokes from the beginning come up to be a cohesive album that's both about Nazis and your daughter. Yeah, and being a father. Yeah, so it's uh, the yeah that's why it's called Fatherland is because it's like half about um, the rise of fascism and half about. Uh, just uh, me having a kid and um, being a dad and kind of how those two things affect each other. Um, but uh, the the album came out from 604 Records um, on Friday. We've been um, just tremendously lucky. The response has been great. The album's been um, uh, number one uh, comedy album in Canada um, for the uh, – since Friday. Since uh, for all of hashtag Veterans Day weekend 2017. <laughs> yeah. Classy. Um, but I, uh, uh, which, you know, means a lot to me because I feel like, um, I definitely feel like the album is, it's certainly the best stand-up I've done. I feel like it's uh, like the weekend that we taped uh, was last spring. And I uh, just, it, I feel like, it was, um, I don't know, like, like I'm, 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 in, I'm in a stage right now where I'm not sure how much stand-up will be the focus of my yep. creative life going I forward. I feel that. Once you put um, out an album, I mean, I did say I put out an album in yeah. May, and you kind of feel like, you start to write jokes again, and you're like, oh, do I... Like the uh, yeah, I agree. I feel the same. Like I like, I still love to do stand up, but yeah. it's, I, I'm getting more intrigued by the idea of doing one man shows and doing. You know, you do the debaters a lot. I'm yeah. doing the debaters for the first time next week. Oh, and, right on. Yeah, so I'm really pumped about that. Which uh, like, recording are you at? Uh, Tuesday. 
21st. Oh, oh okay. So I'm there the next night. Oh, but, okay. Uh, okay nice. Well, the, you'll have a great time. Yeah, I'm excited. A, so stuff like that it really yeah. appeals to me. You know, like that's kind of more. And I, I, so I feel that a little bit. You know, and you, you're this. You know, you have a lot of shit going on, like with your books and your your imprint and all that stuff. And yeah, and I feel like if if this album is kind of the, uh, it's not necessarily like I'm not announcing my retirement from stand up or anything like and that. You certainly wouldn't do it on this show. But, but, but <laughs> I, um, I'm just saying that I'm gonna stop doing stand up for a while to play baseball. Um, the uh, but I, I just feel really proud of it, and I feel like as a as a sort of artifact of a few years of my thinking on stage, this is a really good crystallization of of um of what it is and then um like you say i'm I'm also i'm doing a humor imprint um at uh arsenal pulp press which is a, a local publisher who i've worked with um uh for many years now going back to about 2009 and uh we just started uh, a humor imprint there so i'll be um yeah, the imprint is called Robin's Egg Books, and it's uh, it's a, it's just comedy books, and um, uh, it's just funny books. Uh, we put out our first um, title uh, two weeks ago now. Uh, Ebony Rosen, uh, who is a hilarious um, TV writer and improviser and uh, stand-up comedian as well, and people may know her from um, Picnic Face. She was yep. part of... Uh, <clears throat> Halifax's sort of viral um, comedy sensation. Yeah, the power thirst people. Um, Yeah, she's a... 400 babies. (laughs) She's just a brilliant, brilliant um, uh, comedian and brilliant writer. And uh, listening to her do stand-up was actually one of the things that made me want to do an imprint. And so I was thrilled when she agreed to write the first book. Uh, So she wrote a book called um, What I Think Happened, An Under-Researched History of the Western World. And it is uh, it has just gone into its second printing, which is amazing. amazing. Like yeah, I got to check out it out for first sure. Run. It's uh, really terrific. I'm really proud of it, and uh, yeah, would love to um, would love to expand that imprint. Right now, we're going to be doing right. one book a year. Uh, would love to hear my pitch fall. right now on this show. Exactly, uh, and it's, uh, live. it's about curling. <laughs> and uh, no, I'm serious. I want to write a curling book. That's funny. We'll talk. Uh, we will talk. Yeah. That is because there is a, uh, a a very what what kind of titles? What kind of pun titles do you have? Uh? Well, he's thinking like they've got brooms, right? Yeah, which are like typically for sweeping. And you think like, oh, sweeping, like that's kind of a woman's work around the house. But actually, they're men. And they have the brooms, which hey. is inherently funny, apparently. Hey. Men with brooms. <laughs> so we call the movie Passchendaele. <laughs> uh, that will uh, not be funny to anyone who doesn't live in Canada. Yeah. Well, the funny part is in, in French, it would, the title is, and please don't make fun of my accent, but it was Quatre uh, gars et un ballet, which is four men in a broom. Which is also oh, I thought not... that was the French title of Passchendaele. No, the French title. Of... <laughs> well, it was the only yeah. uh, battle fought yeah. by four soldiers. The French title of Passchendaele is just Passchendaele. <laughs> Men uh, with yeah. brooms. I forgot. And then that. And then that was a show. Yeah. Yeah. The show was horrible. The movie wasn't too bad. Like it. I mean, it wasn't great. But yeah. It wasn't. And as far as like depicting curling goes, it actually wasn't. Again, wasn't horrible as a curler. I would say it wasn't horrible, but it wasn't. There's certainly room for curling and humor to be combined. Well, don't you think all people 
who live in major cities who start curling, they all do it first uh, ironically and then they become sincere. Yeah. I don't know if ironically is the right word. Maybe like as a curio, you know, like you just think like, oh, I'll go do this one time. Because my cousin be, did you it. Can you believe I'm curling? Yeah, no, exactly. but that's, that's what my it is. cousin yeah. did it as a joke and then curled like, loved at it. a very high level for oh, okay. years. Okay. And like, but that was the like, we'll go to Tim Hortons and then we'll go curling right. like yeah. as, a, as, a, as a joke. For sure. Man, all the fucking shit with the flipping the dates that you did to reach out to the American listeners. Yeah. Like, we lost You have point. blown all of that <laughs> goodwill. They gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all know about Tim Hortons and and, and, and you, you're on the way to Carol. <laughs> yeah, you sorry know. that uh, it's Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> yeah, actually, I was at John Mulaney on Friday at the Late Show, and he told a story about driving super fast in his car, going 85 miles an hour, and just being completely zonked out the whole time. And someone in the audience yelled, "Kilometers!" <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, "What the fuck? No, you know what miles are? <laughs> what are yeah. miles? Am I right?" <laughs> Also, like eighty-five kilometers is not that fast. No, it's like not it's fast. also just not a good. Uh, no, yeah. Um, I, I one thing I'd like to know is uh, curling in recent years has become an attractive sport. Oh yeah. Like and every all the it's men because I started playing the hey. women. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> <laughs> I wish people had been able to see the face. Exactly. Know, like your version of come hither was just like sexy someone, curling. Yeah. Like a wet person touching an open electrical. Uh, no, it wasn't like, it wasn't like uh, me. It wasn't my come hither look. Uh, it was, it was my come hither look from like 2001. Oh, okay. Like just imagine Corn's like, freak on a leash is playing in the yeah, background. I'm just like, imagine ah. two planes are flying into the world trade center. <laughs> And I'm trying to fuck you. Into the the two CN Towers. (laughs) And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben. Thank you so much to them. Uh, Our interns, the fine folks at SeatGeek, promo code REALGOOD for $20 off your first purchase. And actually, our intern this week, Aaron Mackay, who sent in our clip of the week. That's a real throwback. Absolutely, that is a throwback. The weekly intern. So uh, if you want to support the show, you can do so over at patreon.com slash realgoodshow, where $5 a month gets you all of our bonus content, which this month includes a movie review episode for heavyweights? Yeah, you got it. Yes. I couldn't remember the name of the movie for a second there. Great I movie. I couldn't remember how to say the word I can't word wait to watch it again. Either. Boxing movie? No, uh, it's a uh, fat camp movie. Oh. It was a Judd, Judd Apatow, Paul Fagg uh, movie. And I haven't asked this in it's a while, great. but of course it always helps if you could take some time out of your busy day to rate and review the program on iTunes or just maybe tell someone that you like it. So that always helps. You can find us, of course, on Twitter at Real Good Show. The Facebook group is facebook.com slash groups slash Real Good Show. And our guest has been the delightful Charlie Demers. Charlie, you do not have Twitter anymore. So people cannot uh, reach out to you in any way. But just know that I love it, that you're out there enjoying (laughs) this podcast. Yeah, of course. Um, You can... uh, 
you can come find me on Instagram. There you go, <laughs> Chuck of the Sea. Chuck of the Sea. Uh, or you can uh, come over to. Um, I'm my doing house. a little. <laughs> come to my house. Uh, here's my student number, <laughs> and you'll be able to uh, reverse engineer. Uh, you. Um, I'm hosting actually um, uh, a monthly uh, books podcast uh, called uh, Well Reads, and if you go to uh, Well Reads, a left book podcast on Facebook. Uh, that would be a way that you could Perfect. definitely hear. Left, though, so they're all gay books probably. Yeah, it's all yeah. just erotic. The <laughs> 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 album is called Fatherland, and you can find that on iTunes as well. Uh, until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hack. John Cullen. Charlie Demers. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Erotica. World Trade Center. <laughs> Uh, we tried. What did John say? I couldn't, I said, I couldn't hear. I said, I said erotica. erotica. Okay. Yeah, I was. I thought. thought so I thought I was going to say something to do with the I mean, gay. Uh, similar tracks. Thing. I think you were both on yeah, there. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 World Trade exactly. Center. We were close. Twin CN Towers. You know, it's all the same <laughs> shit. <laughs>
about that. He broke the tackle of Cam Chancellor, by the way. Shook him off like a little winter snow on a sunlit, moonlit evening. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, that was weird right there, wasn't it? 